Welcome to freescripturebook.org, the knowledge of God. My name is Jeff, and we're talking about the wrath of God. Not a subject that we like to bring up all the time, but it's something we need to talk about. The wrath of God, is this the Christian's future? Is the Christian's future going to be involved in the wrath of God? Well, let's find out, because don't you think that's important? 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 1 through 11, so it's kind of a long 11 scriptures. It says, Now as the times and epochs, be brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While they were saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a child, upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day will overtake you like a thief, for you are all the sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not we are not of night nor of darkness, so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the home of salva- a hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath. God has not destined us for wrath. Good thing. But for obtaining salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So that whatever we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. So we talked about earlier in a different episode that there's children of wrath, that they're, that they were destined as, as children uh, by nature, the children of wrath. Well, when, when we receive Jesus, we get a different destination. We get a de- destination where, we do, where we're not destined for wrath anymore, but we're destined for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's good, good news. But what's the prerequisites to this? It says, we do not walk in darkness where the wrath of God abides. The wrath of God abides in darkness. All kinds of things happen to darkness. And i got to teach it on, on darkness too, but Scripture talking about power of darkness. So if you walk in the light, we walk in the day and not walk in the night because we're children of the day, not children of the night. Then we're not gonna we're not gonna have the wrath of God because the wrath of God works in darkness. It works with the blind. It doesn't work with those who see who see the living God, who see Jesus Christ, who look upon Him. As Jesus, as Moses raised up a serpent on a pole, and whoever looked upon that serpent was healed and and not taken by the serpents or by the snakes. We too who look upon Jesus Christ upon that cross and see that our sins were were crucified with Him. We too our, um, our eyes are open and we don't walk in darkness. So we are not destined for wrath, but those who do not look upon Jesus, who do, who have a different destination, who have a different pathway that they're going, they are destined for the wrath of God. The first Adam predestined us for the wrath of God, but the last Adam predestined us for, for salvation. That is good. We did talk about predestination. You know, on a different episode, in case you didn't hear it, probably should go back, but let me give a quick overview of it, that I am predestined to go to the dentist next month. Dennis knows that. I know that. His secretary knows that. It's written in a book that when I'm supposed to show up or written on a computer where I'm supposed to show up, but I don't, I do not have to show up. I can cancel or I can just not show up or not call nothing, but I am predestined because I've already, because I'm destined to go there and I did it pre before even going. And the same thing with God. God is predestined for every believer to be in the book of life, for every believer. Um, we're predestined to go that if we just choose to go there. But if we don't choose, we don't have to show up if we don't want to. Romans chapter 5 verses 8 through 9. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. And while, there were, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. We're going to be saved by the wrath of God through Jesus Christ. You have to have Jesus Christ to be saved through the wrath. How are we justified? By our actions? No. By our intentions? You know, by your actions, meaning I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing more good than I'm doing bad. 
no, we can't be justified by doing more right and good. You can't stand in any court of law, even a natural court of law, saying, well, look at all the right things I do. I know I murdered that guy, but look at all the, look at all the people I haven't murdered. <laughs> or I'm a better person now. Or I've learned from that experience. No, you, you can't be justified by your actions. Uh, how about our intentions? Well, I didn't mean to do it. No, we can't be justified by our intentions either. How about our abilities? We see that happening all the time. If somebody's very good at something, rather it be in sports or rather it be, you know, in the workforce, somebody who just really has a bad attitude, really hurts people, has a, really have a bad wake, but, but you know, but because they're so good at what they do, nothing's, nothing's done to them. But we're not justified by our abilities. You know, even as a Christian, just because you know the Word of God, even going, you can prophesy. It talks about 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you can do all these things but have not love, then you are nothing. Nothing. So it doesn't matter in your abilities. We're not just fire abilities. By our willingness to change, how many people are willing to change? Especially when you confront it. A lot of people you know, say, well, you know, start crying and, you know, and have mercy on me or, or forgive me. And they're only sorry because they got caught. They're not sorry for what they did. And as soon as you forgive them and let them go, which we ought to do, they, they go right back to it. But, but, but there's some people willing to change until they have to change. I'm willing to do it until it gets hard, until the, you know, the rubber meets the road or you know, the foot hits the ground. They're willing to change, but they won't do it. You're not justified by your willingness. In fact, nobody's saved by their will. You know, in, in the uh, Gospel of John, it says, nobody's saved by the will but by God. You need to be willing. You got to be willing. We got to be willing to change. We got to be willing to be saved. We got to be willing, but we can, but our willingness or our power of our will is not enough to get us across that threshold. We have to allow Jesus to pick up the bride and carry us across that threshold. But we got to be willing to change. But but just being willing is not justified. We're only justified by the blood of Jesus, by His blood only. We are saved from the wrath of God by what Jesus has done only. We're not saved by any means, by any abilities, lack of abilities anything in us let's say okay colossians chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 says therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to morality impurity passion evil desires and greed which amounts to idolatry for it is because of these things that the wrath of god will come upon the sons of disobedience and in them they also walked when you were living in them but now you also put them aside anger wrath so we're supposed to put wrath aside malice slander and abusive speech from your mouth also abusive speech Consider, it says, therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead in reality, which means we need to consider these things because if we don't consider these things, this hand will, will turn real moral real quick, or this foot will turn real moral real quick, or this mouth will turn immoral real quick, or these ears will turn immoral real quick. So consider, we need to be dead to immorality. Say, I'm dead to those things. I'm dead to gossip. I'm dead to putting my hand to the wrong things. I'm dead to putting my feet in the path of destruction or the path of violence. I'm dead to those things. I'm dead. To, my eyes are dead to looking at the wrong things so I, that I would covet or lust after. So we need to consider impurity. Consider our passions. Our passions. Our passions controlled by the grace of God. Our passions in God. Our passions of God. Evil desires. We need to know the difference between passion of God and the evil desires. Our greed. You know, consider those things that amounts to idolatry. Put aside anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. We need to put away. You know, we need to. You know, it's okay to be angry. Says be angry, but sin not. But we shouldn't act upon anger. Even God is not going to act upon anger. God is does have emotions, and anger is part of that emotion. But He doesn't lose His religion. He doesn't all of a sudden lose it and just boom, 
you know, pour out wrath upon us. And so God is saying, you know, control your anger and get rid of it as soon as you can because anger is just like alcohol. You end up doing things you didn't mean to do. And wrath is even even worse. I mean, you get wrath is... <laughs> yes, yeah, it says, put away wrath. Wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. And we're going to talk about that later too. And malice, which means evil intent. Even when you have... Even when somebody does you wrong, you have malice towards them and that you want to... You know, give them some of their own medicine. We're not supposed to. We need to put those things aside. Slander means even, you know, we don't need to slander somebody's name or a company's name. You know, abusive speech. I mean, that's going on all kinds of stuff. I mean, this this, this stuff triggers, you know, triggers the, the wrath of God. You should be saved from the wrath of God through him. And so the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. So if we're gonna, so we're not gonna be, so the wrath of God is gonna come upon the sons of disobedience, and then we need to be sons of the obedient, which means put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. Our words need to be encouraging. Our words need to be, they can be corrective, but they don't need to be done out of anger or out of condemnation, or we don't need to be bringing shame on people. We just need to be black and white and say this is sin and this is this is righteousness. And, you know, um, and like Jesus told the woman at you know. The woman who was caught in adultery, go and sin no more. He didn't shame her. He didn't condemn her. He didn't judge her. But he told her, don't sin anymore. Same thing that Jesus told the man who was laying by the pool for 38 years who got healed. He says, quit sinning lest the worst thing may come upon you. So we need to tell the world to quit sinning. We need to have that word in our vocabulary. But we also need to tell them to quit sinning. And the only way they're going to do that is put their trust in Christ Jesus. So this one is actually a quick one. But we're still going to continue on the wrath of God uh, versus the wrath of man here. Um, in the next episode, freescripturebooks.org, the knowledge of God, be blessed.